All right, are you ready for the Word? We're going to get straight into the Word. You may be seated. You've been standing for a long time. It's good for your quads though, isn't it, Marlon? And it's good. It's, I always pick on Marlon, don't I? And, and are you still riding a bicycle? Uh, you're a bit quiet, bro. Every now and then, every now and then. Any uh, bicycle riders here today? Okay, Parent. Yeah, Parent. he loves it. And again, go the Panthers. Uh, God bless them. In Jesus' Name, praying for special favour. So, if you've got your Bible, love you to turn there. If you don't, we've got a big one on the screen for you so you can read along. But uh, I want to talk to you today in these few short moments about God's goal. And I think sometimes there can be confusion about what is God's goal for our lives? What is, what is God really up to? And on grand final weekend, I want you to know God's goal. Uh, forget the AFL. Uh, God bless AFL. I just, I struggle. But I love soccer uh, and I love, love the NRL. I, I am always interested to know that when the goal is clear, the process makes sense. Without the goal, it's very hard to know what we're all doing and where we're going. And God has a very clear goal for you. God has a very clear goal for the church. God is very uh, clear in what it is about. And I wanna let you know today, it might not be what you thought it was about. Uh, God's goal for you is not to make you rich. Whilst if He does, and you are, that is awesome. God's goal is not to make you more popular on Instagram. If you are, awesome. Well done. So what is God's goal? Is God's goal to fix all my problems, to do all my, fix all my situation? What is God's goal? And the reality of God's goal is it's not about what you are doing. It's about who you are becoming. God is a good Father. And so He's invested in the process of you. Not just what you do. God cares about who you are becoming. And like a good father and like a, a God that He is, He's not a genie in a bottle where your wish is His every command. This is not God. God is more like a gardener. Any gardeners? Yeah, me either. Okay. So, so a gardener gets into the dirt, gets into the, the process. And this is God. God gets into the process of your life. God gets into the character of your life. I remember I went into our kids' office and I went to the kids' pastor at the time, Stacy. her daughter was in there and her daughter was throwing a huge tantrum. Come on, parents. Yeah, yeah, talk to me. All right. Throwing a huge tantrum. Just, ah, ah, life sucks. <laughs> you know, just way over dramatic. And, and I walked in, I said, Stacy, what is going on? You know, hoping to be a father one day. What do we do with this? <laughs> what do we do with this? And she said, uh, well, she wanted a chocolate. Briley wanted chocolate. And I told her no. And when I told her no, she got very upset. But the thing about it is I needed to withhold what she wanted so I could give her what she needs. And a good parent knows when to withhold what a child wants so they can give them what they need. It would be negligent to give them what they want and withhold what they need. That's not gonna help their future. It's not gonna help their character. It's not gonna help their life. 
God will withhold sometimes what you want to give you what you need. And what you need is to become, not just do things, but to become who God has called you to be. And when you become who you're called to be, you will do what you're called to do. Because what I do is the fruit of who I am. Belong, believe, behave. I belong first. I believe right and my behaviour follows. Some of us have been trying to fix behaviour, but you've never fixed your identity. You are not your addiction. You are not what people have said about you. Who are you? And this is what I want to talk to you in 15 minutes about God's goal for you. He is invested about who you are becoming. So Lord, we thank You for it. Speak to us. Have Your way. We love You. We think that church is fun and that we would have a great time in these last few minutes. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Can you thank Dave? Dave, you may leave. It's lovely, but that is enough. Okay, it's enough. God's goal, uh, this is the thing about God's goal for your life. God's goal is to actually shape you into the image of Christ. God is trying to make you look like Jesus. Listen to me, the best version of you is Christ in you. That is the best model version of you is Christ in you. You are not made to be distant from God. You are made to be connected to Him. And when He lives in you, you start to look like the very image you were made in. God didn't make you in some distant image. He made you in His own. And so when I become, start to allow God to shape me, I start to look like Jesus and that is the best version of who I am. I was made. You were not the result of just monkeys and evolution and an accident. You were the result of an intentional creator. God created you in mind with intention. And He has an image and a goal of who you are to become. And that image is a reflection of Jesus. Colossians 1 verse 27 says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So look at this, 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18, ESV. If you've got your Bible, grab it. If you've got your digital device, grab it. If you've got an iPhone, God bless you. If you've got a Samsung, we'll pray for you at the end. Okay, <laughs> it's just a classic gag. Okay, but when, when one turns to the Lord, this is what it says, 2 Corinthians, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. So prior to turning to God, there is a veil. Prior to turning to God, there is blindness. So if you have not turned to God, if you have not repented, if you have not 180 degrees changed your mind and gone away from your own way and started to look to God, when you've done that, the veil is removed. Prior to that, it is very hard to see God because you are in another kingdom. There is two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. There is not a kingdom of nothing and there is no neutral ground. There is God's kingdom and there is the enemy's kingdom. And the thing about the enemy's kingdom is you don't know you're in it because it is a kingdom of darkness. And so in the kingdom of darkness, you are blinded. You're unaware of what is happening in your world. You're unaware of what the enemy is doing in your mind and your heart and the way he's manipulating because you're in darkness. Have you ever been in the dark? Now talk to me, surely, surely we've all been in the, in the dark at some point in our lives. 
You cannot see. And you therefore cannot assess what's really going on. You, you don't know what's really going on because you cannot see. But when you step into the light, into the kingdom of light, darkness is broken off your life. The veil is lifted and you now see. God gives you sight to see Him. How does that happen? By the great power of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. You, listen to me, church, Christianity without the Holy Spirit sucks. I'm sorry if I offended someone. It sucks. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the indwelling of the nature, the person of God, that is what makes Christianity work. Without the Holy Spirit, it is hard. It is white knuckling. You're trying to change your life on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. It says, And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the work of the Holy Spirit is to set you free. Not to keep you bound. Not to keep you stuck. Why do so many Christians walk around looking so stuck? And why does church get so stuffy? It shouldn't get stuffy or religious or stuck. We got the Spirit of God and His very nature and intention is freedom. You are never free until you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. You will never be your true self until you discover the freedom of God in your life. Drugs won't do it. Popularity won't do it. Money won't do it. Only God can really set you free. Only God. Jesus didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm an option. He said, I am the roadmap to eternal life. There is no other way. The thing I love about Jesus is He is a King with a kingdom. And the King made Himself the doorway into His kingdom. He became the access point for us into His kingdom. And when you turn to the King, Jesus, and listen, He is a King. He is not a politician. He is a King. And He has authority and He has a way of working. And He has a dominion, a dome of way of doing things. He is a King. And when you kneel to this King, He lifts you up. And He brings you into the kingdom of light so that you can see. So the work of the Holy Spirit is to give us freedom, number one, to see. And then it goes on and says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, positioned to look at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Being transformed. Everyone say being. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. God is transforming you in bit by bit, piece by piece. Don't get impatient with the process if you're feeling God working on your life, if you're feeling God getting in the midst of your mess, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's the sign that God loves you and is a father getting into your world to transform you into what? The same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is a spirit. So the Holy Spirit does two things in our lives. Number one, catch this, He lifts the veil. He illuminates Jesus. When you turn to God, you will see because the Holy Spirit will show you Jesus. Number two, 
When you behold, when you position your life to look at Jesus, when you plant your life in the house of God, in community, in fellowship, in connection with people who are looking at Jesus, you will see Him and you will become like Him. So the Holy Spirit gives us freedom to see and He gives us freedom to change. What is my job? Two things, turn and position. My responsibility is not to fix all my mess. My first responsibility is to turn and then position my life in God's way of doing things. What is God's way? God's way is community. God's way is the church. Listen to me, guys. The church, the church is not perfect. Because <laughs> you and I are here. I mean, church would be so perfect if no one was here. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't be any problems. Wouldn't be any mess. It'd be perfect. But because you're here and because I'm here, it's not going to be perfect. However, it is still God's plan to reach the earth. The church is God's plan A and it's His only plan. He's not got a backup. This is the plan. The church, you and I, the body of Christ, together. And so we are transformed into the image of likeness by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I need to turn and position. And so what, here we go, as I land, what does it look like? What does it look like to look like Jesus? What does it look like to look like Jesus? What is the image that the Holy Spirit is transforming me into? What is that image? I believe it's three things. I believe it's many things, but I want to give you three. Number one, it's confidence. Confidence in my standing with God. Jesus didn't walk the earth apologizing. Oh, sorry guys. Yeah, sorry for the sorry for the way we do things. Sorry. Sorry for healing the sick. Yeah, really sorry. Sorry for opening that guy's blind eyes. Really sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Jesus was confident. Christians should not be apologetically walking around, head down, shoulders down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just trying to make it through life. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, just trying to be, you know, I've got to be. You know. One of the images of Christ in your life is confidence. Because my confidence is not in the things of this earth. My confidence is in the reality of heaven that I am now a citizen of. God is not an idea, God is my Father and therefore I am His child and this changes everything. Changes everything. No longer am I living like, God, please hear my prayers. I, I come and pray like God is listening every time. I don't think you get it yet. Ephesians 3 verse 12 says, In Him and through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Come on, everyone say confidence. Hebrews 4.16, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. 1 John 5.14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Galatians 4 verse 7 says, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are His child, God has made you also an heir. 
Our prayer is you would find confidence in who God has made you to be. Stop apologising for your personality. Stop apologising for who God has made you. Submit your life to Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to transform what needs to be transformed. The things in you that you don't like, the Holy Spirit will help you. But stop walking around apologising for who you are. We need a church that is confident. We need people who are confident in God's love, in God's grace, in God's hand upon our lives. We're not perfect, but we are confident. Just say this for a second. Just say, I am confident. And we're not talking about pride here. Confident in your own ability. My confidence comes from the Lord. My confidence is in His mighty hand on my life. The second thing the Holy Spirit transforms us into is connection. God doesn't start to transform you away from people. He transforms you closer to people. Jesus had moments where He would get away and He would pray. He would come away and He would be with just God alone and then He would leave that space and He would come back into the light and He would come and connect with people. Jesus connected with people that were far from God. Jesus connected with crowds and with His disciples. God's image of you is not isolated, it is connected. God is not trying to take you away from people, He's trying to bring you closer. So if your version of Christianity is just me and Jesus, it's just me and Jesus, don't need the church, don't need people, don't need them, don't need them, I'm offended by people, I don't need them, I'm sick of people. Come on, are you with me? It's just me being crazy up here today. Uh, I mean, people that just want God but don't want church, don't want the people. God is a connection. God is three in one. Sorry. The very nature of God is connected. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The image that the Holy Spirit is transforming you into is one that is connected. One that is able to forgive. One that is able to build relationship. One that is able to be honest, have good healthy boundaries. We can't have a bunch of Christians walking around unable to relate to each other because we're all offended and we're all too offended. We need to be unoffendable. We need to be able to quick to forgive. This is what God is doing. It's one thing to lift your hands in worship, but can you forgive? It's one thing to serve God by, by preparing the service, but, but how do you go with loving people? Are you always bitter? Do you hold grudges? What is it like? This is what the Holy Spirit is transforming in you. How's your marriage? How's your relationship with your children? How's your relationship with your friends at work? If you're in a sport team, what's your reputation on the team? This is what God is doing, man. This is what God is shaping. I'm going to preach myself happy today. Connection is the image of God that He wants for you. The third thing is contribution. What does it look like to look like Jesus? It looks like confidence, connection and contribution. When Jesus walked the earth. He was never there to take. 
He was there to give. Do you know when you look most like God? When you give. The very nature of God is to give. For God so loved the world that He sat back and watched. Oh wait, no. Sorry, heresy. For God so loved the world that He gave. We are not here to be takers. And we are not here to be consumers. Listen to me, if you call this place home, by default, you're a contributor. You are here not just to get, you're here to give. What has God put in you that when you attach it to the call and the purpose of heaven will start to come alive? Man, you will be stuck and bored in your Christianity if it's all about you. But as soon as you start to pray for somebody else, do you know who gets most blessed? You. As soon as you start to help somebody else with their walk, help somebody else who's discouraged, you know who gets most encouraged from encouraging others? You. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Do you need refreshment? Start giving. Do you need to feel better about your identity? Tell someone else about theirs. Stop walking around looking for everybody to give you something. Start giving. And as you give grace, you'll receive it. As you give kindness, you will receive it. The image of Jesus in your life is that you would become a contributor and that we would change the world around us together and that the church of Christ would be seen in the right light that the church of Jesus would not be seen as a taker from the community, but a giver. Not taking peace, giving peace. Not taking joy, giving joy. Not, take, not condemning people, but giving them the reality of Christ, what it looks like in our everyday life. Confidence, connection, contribution. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in us, transforming us, that we would look like Jesus.